0: what is up everybody thank you for tuning in it is the matt ramage show i am matt ramage (laughs) there's no cool way to say that by the way uh but anyways uh thanks for tuning in thanks for checking it out whether you're watching on youtube or facebook or listening on the podcast i appreciate it a big shout to quick trip sponsoring the show um I, i did have something worked out that i was gonna say Quick Trip has a lot of cool stuff happening. Um I'll remember to get it ready next time. But um if you're going to go to Quick Trip, I will say this right now pizza puffs are my number one at Quick Trip. And like I think that's how I should lead off every show letting everyone know what my current number one is at Quick Trip. Used to be the old cheeseburger, then it was like the the sourdough grilled ham and uh, Swiss right now i'm rocking with the pizza puffs anyways uh i got my guy ron with me today what is up ron how you doing bro how's it going good I mean, man what, what is it? Is, what day is it is uh
1: thursday, thursday. Yeah, yeah i don't yeah, even yeah. know thursday, it, thursday night <laughs> it
0: was it was feeling like a monday I don't know, cause maybe today sucked. I don't know what happened, but uh, it was kind of feeling like Monday. These days all spring together. But thanks for uh, thanks for joining me, Ron, um, and everyone who who might tune in, who maybe not, who knows. We'll we'll find out. But um, th- there's not a lot of stuff like going on packer wise. Like this is like my least. Uh, I, I like this time of the season the least of all 365 days. Like this day specifically. No, but, like, this time, like, before the draft, I don't like it.
1: Yeah, I mean, the problem is all you hear is, like, you get some guys getting traded and stuff from other teams, and you get, oh, a guy gets picked up by, you know, Tampa Bay. Like, who cares, all right? Like, it's <laughs> it, unless somebody real big comes to your team, it's it's just wait to the draft, right? There's nothing really yeah, going on. That's kind of what it is. Like, you're just waiting for draft, especially,
0: like, for Packer fans like we always have some drama going on in the offseason like we, we got the Aaron Rodgers stuff and like this year's no different uh, this year is actually like the you know yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's the big one but um like but, but everyone just wait like Jets fans are getting feisty i don't know if you're on twitter but like jets fans and packer fans it's like a war over there i am kind of staying out of it i'm a big trash talker but i i don't i, I don't talk trash to the jets because I mean, they haven't won a Super Bowl since, like, black and white TV days. You know what I mean? Like, they watched that Super Bowl, like their grandparents did on that TV, on that black and white TV. You know, the the knob They had the tinfoil yet on that thing. So I'm not going to talk trash about them. Uh, but, like, but, like, they've been getting feisty. Like, they've been going to war. And I respect it a little bit, just the, kind of like Viking fans. Because, like, it's easy for me to talk trash a little bit. You know, a Patriots fan, real easy for a Patriot fan to talk trash. Like, Patriots fan talk trash to me, I don't really have a lot to say to it because I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, what do you say? Yeah. (laughs) But, like, if you are a Vikings fan or, like, a Jets fan talking trash, I feel like I got to respect it because, like, it's like you're going to a gunfight with a knife. You know what I mean? (laughs) <laughs> but you're still you're still in there thrashing that thing. You're trying your best, but I don't think it's going to work out for you in the end. But what are your thoughts? Um, like, have have you seen this this little drama be, between the Jets fans and Packer fans?
1: I mean, just uh, just a little bit. I just started my Twitter account over there, um, Wrong Talk Sports at Twitter, and uh, I've been kind of watching you all know, fall the Packers, and you kind of fall, you know some of the big names in the industry. You know, Adam Schefter and. Uh, Ian Rappaport and those guys, I mean, say what you want about them, but usually a lot of the news for the NFL goes through one of those two guys, you know, they've got all the sources and whatever, you know, um, but yeah, I (laughs) the Jets are just angry because I think that they, they want to get it over with so they can just go buy their number 12 Aaron Rodgers jersey. You know, Joe Namath already (laughs) says that he'll let Rodgers wear it, you know? I, I'm not sure if it's retired or not, but maybe it is. It is, but like, yeah, but he gave permission, so like he could if he wanted to. Yeah, so that's what they just want, right? Like they want to be they wanna I think Jets fans right now, they want to show up to the draft in Kansas City and put on their Air Rogers number twelve Jets jersey and yeah, like, this is how hard, it, baby. This, everybody's <laughs> gonna do it. This is gonna be good, you know, great. And everybody's running around and it's like, you know, um uh, okay. Like the I think the Jets can win their division next year if uh rogers goes there and i think that's and i think they're um i think they think so too and i think that's what the problem is now they just want us to give them up for peanuts though and i i give the yeah. packers front office a lot of credit for not just saying hey we're not going to give them away for a fourth round pick right like you and know
0: then, this is not brett Favre, bro and no. that's not even knocking brett fire you know whatever but this It's not even about that because, like, with the Brett Favre situation, they offered him $20 million to just not play. They're like, well, you'd be $20 million and you'd be, like, the Packers spokesman and you'd, like, go around and shake hands and do things with the fans or and whatever else that that they had. And he was like, no. So, like, when they traded him, they were like, just whatever. Let's get out of this thing. Like, that was – it was hardcore. Like the Brett Farm situation is not like, it, it's very similar to the Aaron Rodgers situation, but it's a little different too. Like that was a beast. And uh, with this situation, what like they're saying is, we're not going to get fleeced. Like I don't know the details because the like people are saying, well, they want this and they want that and the Jets are doing this. There's so many stories going on. I don't know what's true. Like my head gets, you know, I get confused easily, Ron. So like, <laughs> I, like I don't even care about all that, but like the Packers shouldn't get fleeced uh the jets are gonna do the thing but the jets seem incompetent to me like they were saying like they had a deal i i saw one story they had a deal but when rogers said he was 90 percent retired that kind of scared him which i get that part i get that yeah. i think that the whole Aaron rod because people are talking about like when rogers was in the darkness retreat that you know the pack could be before that i saw pat McAfee talking about this before he went to the darkness retreat package like this take your time. We're over here chilling. We're waiting on you. You know what I mean? Let's have a good time. And then he went to the darkness retreat. When he came out, it was different. But then he said when he went into the darkness retreat, he was 90% retired. Maybe the Packers caught that vibe. Like, you know what I mean? Like if, if, if he was feeling he's 90% retired, maybe in those X-E interviews, the Packers got that same vibe. And that's why they uh, made the decision like, hey, we're just going to You know, we're going to shop him around or whatever, whatever. But, like, the whole thing, like, with with this thing, people, like, taking sides, like, oh, the front office is the bad guy or other people, Aaron Rodgers is a bad person. Like, I think, dude, sometimes you just need to split. You know what I mean? Like, even, you remember Mike and Mike in the morning? Oh,
1: yeah. That
0: was yep, a cool. and- I, used to, I used to do a paper roll like on a side mission you know what i mean i called the side mission to make it sound more exciting but it was extra money for christmas but i used to do yeah. a paper roll, and i listened to mike and mike in the morning the whole time and uh, like they, i was like these guys are best friends turns out they weren't they split things huge happened. enemies actually oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah they were like the best radio show like they were the radio show for sports um and like They split. Anyone can split. It doesn't have to be like screw that person. I mean, I think they might be like I don't know behind closed doors. Who knows? But I'm just saying, like you don't have to like pick sides. It's like it is what it is. Packers and Aaron Rodgers are are splitting up. You know what I mean? Mom and Dad don't love each other no more.
1: (laughs) Right? Yeah. And and again, like they're still friends. uh, Gundecus probably said. I think he said something along the lines. And again, I think that they're both kind of dripping this story out, right? Like there'll be a little bit. Rogers will kind of hint at something, and then uh, the Packers front off or Murphy or Gundecus, or you know, they'll kind of drip something out, and then they'll say, you know, oh well, we couldn't get a hold of them in his right. darkness retreat, or you know, Rogers will say, oh well, you know, I was ninety percent, you know, like it just kind of feels like they're just doing this little cat and mouse game. Uh, I saw a report today that. Rodgers told the Jets front office to, like, not to rush to sign a deal. And, you know, it's like uh, everybody, I think, knows that this is coming at some point. Um, Green Bay doesn't want to just give him away for nothing, obviously. Um, His salary is pretty expensive. You know, like, there's going to be some part of that that's going to come into play here, too. Um, And, again, like, I think Rodgers is under, under the impression that Uh, the Packers front office is like, Hey, uh, Jordan love is here. You know, he's coming to OTAs. He's working out with these guys. Um, he's gonna, he's, he's here to be here for the whole season. Like he's going to be able to run that playbook again. He's going to know what's going on. He's going to get the chemistry with these young receivers. You know, uh, when we draft guys, like I personally think we're probably going to pick up a tight end somewhere in the draft. Um, He's going to start developing chemistry with those guys. And that's what you need a a young team, regardless of all, you know, like that's only going to make the team better. Uh, I don't think Rogers. And again, like I get the veterans that don't show up to OTAs. I get that football is bad on your body. Like those a lot of guys, you know, um, especially the guys in the trenches, right? Your offensive lineman, defensive lens, those guys, like they get, they take a beating, right? Um so I get that you don't necessarily want those guys in there, but the way the offense runs, it's all based on timing. It's all based on feel and how comfortable you are with these people. And Rogers never really got comfortable with those guys, the new guys, Watson or Dubs, till the end of the season, really. And it showed when he was able to late in the late in the year, those guys had started really coming on. Yeah, you know. You but know I mean? but no,
0: I, no, I I didn't mean to cut you off, but like. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Excuse me, but like early on in Aaron Rodgers' career, like just like Jordan Love's doing now, like he'd work out with the receivers that they'd have that going on. But I feel like a lot of veteran receivers or quarterbacks kind of do that, where they kind of judge apart. But I still, sure. I, I I do think that uh, like like Rodgers w- was working out with Alan Lazard, and people are like, "Oh, how come he never did that before?" But I, I think he was doing that probably every year people that know what like with certain guys he was and i i do think that him not being otas did hurt the team i don't think there's a lot into it usually because they're in shorts they're throwing balls around they're like hey how's the family what's up what's going on but when you have uh two rookie receivers who are going to be a big part of the team i think that's a little different but like like i, I also say like what i work at a cheese factory so what the hell do i know but like <laughs> i i think that like it, it would have been good but I, I think he did a lot of years but i think in the in the later years kind of like we don't need that as much like we're going to get together we're going to do our thing but with these when you're having like young wide receivers who are actually playing you know that they're kind yeah. of a focal point like they're they're expected to be that dude type of player then you like you need that and like those guys being with Jordan Love, let's Same thing with Aaron Rodgers like he was with Jordy Nelson when they when he was the backup Jordy wasn't the main guy like a lot of those guys like they got relationships because they weren't playing or as much like right. the, it was the backup quarterback and receiver who's on once in a while but he's not really getting the action they born they like form like a friendship a kind of a bond so when they are the starters they are the dudes like I think that like propels him. So like Jordan Love, I think that he'll have some success like with with these guys. Like the first year, like I don't expect like greatness. Like people keep telling me like, oh, you think Jordan Love's going to be this now? Like I I never said I, I thought he was going to be anything. Like I don't think he's going to be bad. I don't think he's going to be good. Like I don't I don't think that pe- people know. I, I I lean towards that he's going to be good just because I think that they're going to put him in favorable like situations, like run the ball, sure, you know. I'm, uh, hopefully, like we don't get any like injuries to wide receiver position because there's not a lot to go there. But right. like, I feel like those guys that they got if if the game plan like there's gonna be struggles. There's gonna be like a first year quarterback nine times out of ten struggles. Like sometimes they don't. <laughs> like yeah. point to like this player and that player did this. But like Patrick Mahomes, like when he got I'm not comparing Patrick Mahomes to Jordan Love at all, but like Chiefs fans didn't like that. They had Alex Smith. Like there's tweets yeah. like you can go back on Twitter and, and like search Patrick Mahomes. And if you search far enough, you will find where Chiefs fans were heated. And like, like I'm saying though, I'm not comparing Patrick Mahomes to Jordan Love. I'm just saying that people don't know until they hit the field. Like they thought he was he, you know, they didn't want him. A lot of them didn't. And then he ended up being great. And now, you know, they're all wearing his jerseys. Yeah, and, like are like, like a all, yeah. Autograph. Yeah. But, like, I'm, I'm not saying that Jordan Love is going to be that. But, like, we don't know, good or bad. Like, we, we just don't know. And, like, I, I think the people who are just, like, saying there's no chance, like, he sucks, especially Packer fans, it's just weird to me because, like, Like, you just don't know. Like, it's not like he played six games. He started six games. Like, oh, this is like he he played in a couple games. You know, one game people say was trash. One game people say, hey, I like what he did over there. To me, neither mean a whole lot. You know, they kind of scratch each other out or whatever. And, like, we'll just have to wait and see, like, what this dude does. But what do you think, Jordan Love, all right? Good or bad?
1: (laughs) Uh. I'll tell you what, like so, I'm I was, I'm gonna go back to that Philly game where he came in and we were pretty much blown out, right? Like the game was kind of over, and Philly kind of played a soft D, but they weren't playing like a prevent, and he kind of went right down the field and hit Watson for that touchdown. That was, I think, Watson one of his first games back, you know, from getting uh, off the injury. Um,
0: and I really him, liked man. the
1: way that he ran the offense. Like again, it was in garbage time, you could say that, but you know, like Kirk Cousins gets all these garbage time. Stats and everybody talks about how great he is, right? Like, oh, okay. Um, I really liked how he handled the offense. And people forget, like, the Chiefs game, Mason Crosby missed those two field goals. And granted, the Chiefs weren't playing very well that time. But your first game in the NFL is at Arrowhead. And we ended up losing, I think, by six. But he went down there and I'm like, hey, you know, um, we might have something here. And I I remember, I think it was Towisher the next day kind of when he's like, oh, I kind of want to see a little bit more. Or maybe it was just Saturday. I can't remember. But he was talking. He said, I kind of want to see a little more out of Jordan Love. And I kind of thought, you know, he'd come out and tear it up and stuff. And I just kind of said, well, no. I don't think – I think the expectations were, especially because that was the year everything was shut down, he didn't get OTAs. He barely got any preseason. You know, he's on his tablet looking at the playbook. Um, I think I've seen enough growth out of him where I think that, hey, he's got some talent. And uh, he can extend plays. He can – run the ball. He's six foot five too. That's another thing. You know, he's not going to get blown up by a safety. Um, I I think that the other thing he's going to do this year is actually run the offense. LaFleur wants to run. That's the other thing, because I know there was a bit, a lot of talk last year about Rogers checking auto, you know, auto runs and on, on third and run, you know, third and four situations, throwing down the field and missing the guys. Um, and that was one of the most frustrating parts of the offense for me last year. And I know Rogers is smart and he understands the matchups and everything. So like, I'm not going to say he made wrong decisions or anything. Um, but I think Jordan loves not going to be doing that. Right. Like he doesn't yeah. have that kind of clout right now. He's a yeah, yeah. You know, third year guy. Uh, LaFleur is going to tell him, Hey, let's go out there. If you see something, you know, uh, here's the plays you can check into, but I'm not giving you 50 plays that you can check into. You're not going to be calling goal routes on these plays <laughs> on third and four. And yeah,
0: third and one. Explain
1: it! Was, <laughs> I mean, how, how frustrating was that, though? Because they our running game was underutilized last year, and it was good. I mean, even week one against the Vikings, they abandoned it right after the first quarter, and it's like, guys, that's where they're weak. Yeah, Run them down. And- and that's the thing, like with the offense, like, least, like I'll always say, is
0: like I love Aaron Rodgers, and I will love Aaron Rodgers forever, and so I ain't ever gonna shade Aaron Rodgers. But like the offense seemed like that it didn't have an identity, like to me, watching at home, drinking beers, you know what I mean, <laughs> through my beer goggles. Yeah, so, like, it's not like I know it all, <laughs> but it, it seemed like they didn't have an identity. Like they they'd be good at running the ball at, at one point, and then they wouldn't run it. And like your third and one, you know, you're you're throwing it, but it's covered and it's out. And like it just wasn't like a an offense that is built for success. Like, yeah, any game, like you know they can go off. But like any right. game, you also know like they can just throw out a dud and run the ball like a few times, even though they're averaging four or five yards to carry right and then like they're just like audible and out. and then all the types of crazy stuff and i'm not gonna act like i'm some offensive guru i'm just saying it's like i don't think the offense was as good as it could have been and, and, and to your point like jordan love is going to run the lafleur offense the offense that lafleur has built the reason he was hired as coach like you're this guy you're supposed to have his brain like all the other people that came from where you came from uh, as far as like coaching tree goes and you're going to be this dude, but like Aaron, you, you have a, you know, hall of fame quarterback, obviously you're not going to restrict him. To like, Hey, you got to do this. And this is only it. So like you, you're going to give them some leeway but that leeway. Might turn into like two type of offensive minds kind of colliding. Yeah. So they're not really, you know, a team. It's more like two collective minds trying to get it done. And a lot of times that works because it did work like, especially at first, but uh, I, I think Jordan Love will be more in that, often because like like you said he doesn't have a cloud he can't be like i'm gonna do whatever i want out here so like they're gonna work it they're gonna run the ball you know take what the defense gives you and uh i I think you know like we'll we'll see what happens with that like but i think that's a good situation like we'll see like what Matt lafleur has i love matt lafleur i like i want him to get a little bit creative now all right we don't have aaron Rodgers. we don't have you know the hall of fame quarterback because that's the thing like when you have a hall of fame quarterback like all right there's no need for all this silliness just run the offense like but now i'd like like to see them trick plays i'd like to see christian watson on some reverses maybe every now and again sling that thing down the field you know what i mean like open this thing up open the offense maddie lafleur like get get the brain working, you late you know what i mean get the creative processes going like dude aaron jones throwing touchdown passes i like to see it jordan love doing all types of crazy I, i don't mean like go all crazy like you're a a one win team in the year, but like just get creative with it, like not stupid, don't be like the Colts. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah that nice. was brutal. Don't get that. nobody crazy. wants to be the Colts, no, no, but like get, get creative. Like Christian Watch, maybe like in some reverse stuff, maybe he throws it, Aaron Jones, maybe let him throw it every now and again. I'm not saying take the ball and throw in short those hands, but like I like that stuff. If I could do it I'm on Madden, I would, but like I, I'm not that good at that game. Whenever <laughs> I try some crazy stuff, like I, I, I even try like a like a any type of like, quarterback run, like, he's fumbled in that thing. Doesn't matter who the quarterback yeah. is. <laughs>
1: They're not giving him a great rating in Madden yet. You've got to earn your ratings in Madden. Right?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. First of all, the Packers playing in Madden is tough because you can't keep Rashawn Gary. Salary cap is screwed. They screwed that thing because, like, in real life, they can, like, push stuff back. They can do all types of like maneuvering. And Madden just straight salary. And you. Yeah. You lose it. I, I actually, I'm not going to get into my whole Madden game because nobody cares. But I, I, I'm the Houston Texans, but I, I, I relocated them to Brooklyn, and now they're the Brooklyn Beats. <laughs> all right, <The> Brooklyn Texans, <laughs> you know, the, the Brooklyn Beats. That's what they are. And uh, I've, I've I a good squad over there. I ain't gonna lie. I think I have like so many Packer players. Like I got, I got Dobbs over there. I traded for him. I got all types of. I got, I got a lot. Of, I got Preston Smith. <laughs> Oh, you yeah, go yeah I know you're going to him on Yeah, overpaid, too. Yeah, either care. boy. <laughs> but anyways, let's but yeah, get they, uh, to real
1: life.
0: We'll get back to real life. Yeah, no, they.
1: No, go ahead. I was going to say, like, they uh, – I think this year we're going to – it won't be as high-powered as offense as we've seen in the last years that are just based on how much we're going to throw the ball. But that doesn't mean we're not going to run people out and win these games. Like, I think now we're going to go back to the old two yards in a cloud of dust type idea. Bring everybody in, suck everybody into the box, and then we have the Dubs and Watson have the speed to beat some of these guys when you have eight people in the box, one on one. Yeah, like they, they do. If they can both stay healthy next year. Like that's going to be something.
0: And I'm not saying that because like I don't think they're injury prone, but like you know if you know Packers luck, you know. But if both well, these dudes can uh, stay healthy for for a full season, like that would be really interesting. Like to see this Osman. Awesome. That this offense, but also like other guys, you know, but like, I think this offense is good enough, but like with injuries, like the, I feel like the offense isn't, they can't afford no injuries. <laughs> yeah.
1: We have a depth issue, but you know what? Like the the nice thing about having a young team is that generally speaking, you know, you're not going to get guys as banged up when they're younger. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: You still have your injuries. You still have your Trey Lance's going down. You have kind of stuff like that going on. But I, I think, um, we're going to try to get some depth in the draft at some of these spots. And I think that's going to help us out in the long run. Um, And and again, like I talked about this a little bit yesterday. Um, We're, we're at a position now where we're kind of in a rebuild now. And I think we just have to accept it, but we've got some really good young talent on this team still on rookie deals. So if we, Uh, if we use that talent well, and we end up developing it. And that's another thing that the Packers do very well. Like we were talking about how Jordan love has this chemistry with Watson because they were both playing together, you know, on the second team for a little bit. Um, and Aaron Rodgers had the same thing. Like we're good at bringing guys up through the system, you know, and we do draft players. Like Rashawn Gary is a perfect example, right? Like his first year, he was trying to, he got his feet wet. He was kind of, you know, struggled a little bit, which happens, you know, in the pros, like, okay, you're going up against these big guys. Um, but he earned all of his playing time. And now look at him. Now he's a guy yeah. that you can count on every down. Every single down, he's in every play.
0: Dude, and, then, and that's. Let's say, like, Rashawn Gary is a perfect example for so many things. Like, even like yeah. fans thinking that they know what they're talking about. Because Rashawn Gary, a lot of people were like, wasted pick. Like, I heard that for like a whole uh, year. Yeah. Wasted yep. pick from Packer fans and from haters. And then now he's like one of the premier guys like Rashawn Gary is like one of the like guys like on the cuffs of being like that dude, like Rashawn Gary is so Mm -hmm. good at football and he he, coming off an injury, like him coming back next year is going to be huge. Keeping him is going to be more huge and Madden not, possible in real life <laughs> brian work your magic bro yeah brian because, we need, like, it, we I, need I, them. you know you know because like i'm glad that, that that's why when i started talking about the packers and start breaking it down i remember i play madden and i suck and i can't do it i quit because the salary cap is hard all right <laughs> <laughs> you can't keep everybody so brian gunikans i i apologize for anything i might have said that <laughs> your job is not easy and i
1: appreciate right. you <laughs> and you know, we got guys like Jones taking uh, – he took a pay cut, per se, yeah. but I think he just – they rolled it out of his guaranteed money into uh, – they rolled it, I think, into, like, incentive bonuses and stuff. So, like, he's not necessarily taking a pay cut. I and mean, he's going to be a focal part of this offense. I expect to see a C on his jersey this year yeah. uh, being a captain of the offense. Like, I'd be surprised if he doesn't get voted captain. Um, you know, I, I, again, I, I like everything about the guy. I follow him today. I saw that they were uh, doing the Packer uh, tailgate today. And yeah. yesterday, um, I know they were up in Superior, and I saw them take pictures with kids and stuff. And that's that's really cool that they go around to all parts of the state. Um,
0: yeah, they're all over. I actually think they, they took a side mission, and uh, I, I call it a side mission because it makes it sound, you know, I like using the word. But, um, <laughs> they actually stopped off at, like, I, th- I think it was some veterans or like some type of yes. pla- a place like that. Haha Clan Dix posted it on his Instagram. I, th- I think it's cool that Haha is back. Haha has yeah. always been like cool, um, like with the Packers. And, and after he left, he did a lot of work at the Boys and Girls Club. And after he left, he was still doing that. He was still helping them get money to help them fund stuff. Like the Ha Ha uh, Foundation, like is, is ridiculous. Ha Clan Dix is like an awesome. He's just an awesome dude. And and and, yeah. and, and, and talking about that tailgate tour, like uh, Aaron Jones, guys on his level don't usually do those things, and not because yeah, they're not right. not because they're not good people, but because you do those things, and then it comes to a certain point in your career where like you don't you still do stuff, but you don't have to do the tailgate stuff. You know, you don't have to do the tour stuff. Like that's not something that he's expected to do. And then you know, I. I it's cool. Like the Packers seem to have just good those good people. Like on the field, but just off the field. Like they're all good people. Like everyone that I've met, like through uh doing the podcast stuff, like Kenny Clark, like Preston Smith, Hawkland Dix, like they're all like just really good people. Like they're just normal. Like like Kenny Clark, I I had him on my podcast one time and he was like on his front porch. And like, yeah, <laughs> he was just, he's just like, all right, let me go do this thing. And he's like, they're just regular people and they're just good people. And I think, I don't know, I think the Packers are good at getting good people in the locker room i do great things in the community i don't mean to go off on a side mission there but
1: uh well you have to right because you 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 live in the community right like it's you're there it's not like you can go hide out in minnetonka like the guys do over (laughs) here right like you you can't like you're you go to the grocery store over there you're at the grocery store and everybody's gonna recognize you because you're seven foot two you know (laughs) like in your gym yeah Yeah. yeah, they didn't know because i remember like being at uh uh, Bay
0: Beach and Green Bay, it's like a little amusement park we got here, but not really a amusement park, but like whatever. It's kind of like a fair all the time in yep. the summer, right? They got cool rides over there. But we I remember I sitting there, and I, I, my kids were really young, and it was Corliss, and he had those those tattoos on the back of his arm.
1: Yes. Yep, I remember.
0: And, and my my kid noticed it, and he's like, oh, he plays for the Packers. Like he didn't know who it was. And, and then I think uh, Kabir Bajabiamila was there. No, because I think, I think that one was at a, a sporting goods sh- store, The I think, Corliss. But uh, Kabir Bashviamila was at Bay Beach. And my kid recognized him, but he was with his kids. And I'm like, yeah, just don't say nothing because he's with his kids. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> yes. they're, they're just, like if, if you live in Green Bay, like, you run into them, like, once in a while. And, like, they're they're cool. Like, yeah, I've you never see met him bowling. You
1: see them all hanging out. Yeah, I've never the met there,
0: whether before my podcast or after. Who have like not been cool.
1: Like I remember my uh, step sister. She used to live in Green Bay. They live in Park City, Utah now, but they used to live in Green Bay. And when she had her daughter, Donald Driver lived in their neighborhood, and he had this little wussy dog that he his like wife had. <laughs> he's walking his thing, and he's like, "Oh, yeah, the baby." He ran right in there, so they got pictures <laughs> with him holding the brand new baby and. You know, like it's it's stuff like that that makes Green Bay uh, unique in the sports world, right? It's not New York where you can go get, hide and you only yeah, go yeah. to like the top. Yeah, they're club. in the like
0: tower. You know, yeah, they're yeah. up there in and high rise. And
1: again, you know, you get yeah, everything's security. You got your own private, you know, limos and stuff, so you don't have to worry about parking. Like you get that in Minnesota. Here, you don't get that in Green Bay. Like Green Bay, it's like I remember we were driving back one time and we ran into like. Who was it? I can't remember who it was, but he had a Land Rover, and we we're like driving. Like, okay, this is this this guy is somebody over here, and I can't remember who we saw, but it was it was funny because yeah, you just see him all, you know, just being out around well, the neighborhood. I used to
0: I used to work at a car wash, like three blocks from Lambeau Field, uh, yeah, EDQ car wash over on Oneida, and uh, every Tuesday all the players would come in, like all like Amon Green, Gilbert Brown, yep. Brett Favre's wife was in there a couple times. I met her, um, like. Goodwood Brown was like so awesome. But I remember Ahmad Carroll. Do you remember Ahmad Carroll? This is yeah. one of my favorite stories from my car wash days. Cause like he was like the most cocky, like <laughs> he had a 6'4 Impala straight out of a Dr. Dre music video. And like he was like just living his life. But I was like, dude, you're not that good. You know, like, like <laughs>
1: 20, <all that> happens.
0: <laughs> because I didn't like him, like, as not, not as a person, but well, as a player. But, like, then I met him, and I was like, he's kind of a dick. Like, that just what it is. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, dude, do you know Gilbert Brown? Who was, like, Gilbert Brown was, like, at that time, that dude. Like, he was, yeah. like, he had Gilbert Brown burgers at local restaurants. he would come in, and he would be like, I'll, you know, I'll, he was talk to anyone. He would sign stuff. Like, he was like well, he was like a car collector like he had or a car lover for sure he had multiple cars like he was just uh but he was so cool so like when it, when it's like ahmaud carroll who they drafted yeah he could run fast like and then he would come in and just be like mean like you know kind of rude to people screw that guy but anyway yeah uh, <laughs> Yep. no but like um so what are your expectations like We talked about offense, you know, Jordan Love and all this stuff. Let's talk about the defense. Uh, You what do you think that this defense is capable of this year? You think they, because like the defense ideally is going to keep them in a lot of games. Cause like, even if like, you know, those teams that have like a new quarterback to kind of like, you expect that defense kind of keep in some games because you're either going to win or lose probably a lot of close games. Cause they're going to be a lot of close games next year. Yeah, You would think, unless, you know, it's either really good or really bad. You know what I mean? (laughs) So what do you think about the defense?
1: So, I talked a little bit about this too. The, the Joe Barry thing, it, it's really hard to grade him last year because it seemed like the first 12 weeks they couldn't get out of his, he couldn't get out of his own way. Right. And they turned it on later in the year when they needed to, right? Like they were, yeah. they were in these games enough. I, and he found out that, Oh, Hey, wait, Jair Alexander is that guy, right? I'm going to put him out there and I'll give him safety help a little bit over the top or whatever, but he's going to shut down Jefferson or he's on the field crying and, throwing his helmet almost hitting the ref and <laughs> <laughs> purple coming down the cheeks. He tackled me hard. And you're, you're looking at him and you're like, you're a pro football player, bro. I'm sorry that, you know, you, you're, you're getting owned and you're getting mad. You almost hit the ref with your helmet. You know, pretty got pretty got kicked out of the game. And it's like, he, he's one of the premier receivers in the league. And Jair, the whole week, and he, I remember when he was talking about it, I'm like, J.R.'s like, yeah, I'm that guy, I'm that guy. And he was talking a little smack, which I love. And yeah. I said, okay, back it up. And he did, not right? So it, it, we're going to be dependent on some of that talent. There's Sean Gary's the, uh, of the world. They're going to have to be able to come out there and run that. Um, I don't, again, Joe Barry, if he plays like he did, if they kind of have the same scheme that they had the last four weeks and they kind of um, play that way, I like our chances in a lot of games. If we get a defense that can hold people to 17 to 20 a game consistently, I do like our chances offensively. Um, and, and again, I looked at our schedule and I'm like, you know, like I don't see us going for, you know, 13 this year. Yeah. Um, You know, I, I think that we're going to struggle a little bit early, but I think that this preseason, because we're so young, they're going to take it seriously. I do think that we'll be better prepared to come out and play the way we need to play. Um, but again, uh, I'm, I'm guessing we're probably going to pick up some parts in the draft on defense, you know, maybe another linebacker, probably a safety some, somewhere in think, there.
0: Who do you think they take in the first round or like w- what position do you think they're going after?
1: I don't know anything so, about the draft. Like, I, yeah, the I, so I, you know, I, a lot of people have us taking a wide receiver on um, the kid out of Ohio state. I think is one I've seen a few times. Um, I haven't – you know, it's getting closer, so I'll probably start looking. But I, I a tight end, if they, if they have a guy yeah. that they come in right away and make a – I think this year we're going to try to draft somebody that could come and contribute right away. So if there's a tight end or a wide receiver we feel like is going to come in there, I think that's the way we go in the first round because that gives us a decent core of three wide receivers or three targets that we can hit in the air, right? You're not going to be able to cover all three of them, and then you still have Aaron Jones or even A.J. Dillon coming on the backfield. I was really impressed last year how A.J. Dillon uh, became catching the ball, and he's a beast to try to tackle there. That guy's quads is bigger yeah. than most people, you know, <laughs> most yeah. people's bodies. So my can... gut's bigger. <laughs> well, okay, <fine>. but he's <laughs> he's still a beast. So I, I think um, I like to see him out there. And I, again, I think. Uh, they're going to be part of the offense. I, I, we're going to be 60-40 run, 50-50 split, somewhere in there. Um, and I think we're going to, you know, we could end up taking another tackle or something offensive line too. Um, I don't think it'll be in the first round, but I kind of think our three first three positions somewhere will do somewhere wide receiver, somewhere tight end, maybe a linebacker or, a, or offensive tackle. If they find someone they like, I mean, we found good value in the draft as long as it's not the third round. Like, we should just trade our, you know what, you want Rodgers? Take our third round picks. We'll give you. We'll give you all the third yeah, well, round picks you want. At, you can have them. We're the
0: not going to do anything head. with them anyway. <laughs> yeah, the, the first round. I I saw a graphic today. Like it was like ESPN, whoever made a graphic, and the Packers were on the list for being good in the first round. You know, they didn't mention the third round. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, hopefully they get someone like a, I. I think a tight end would would be huge. I think uh, a tight end is like, the, you know. It's like a security blanket, you know. I don't think yep. that you can have enough of them. I think the, getting a nice young, especially like a guy that, that that dude type of guy, which obviously they don't know. They hope, you know, they hope they're right. But like you need a, that dude type. Of, if they could get a that dude, like a young George Kittle, I mean, <laughs> you know, I'd be Yo, uh, yeah, I'm nice going to dude. have
1: that. Yeah, but, you they're know, like, and, and yeah, sign me up. <laughs> the, the, the tight ends too, like they. Uh, the thing that the way our offense works. They open it up because they can be, if they're in there, you're not going to assume that it's a passing play, right? Because yeah. they can block too, right? Well, so if you line up with two tight ends and you got guys that can catch the ball, like even DeGuire out there now, um, like you can him. look like you're in a run formation and go throw out to one of those guys and pick up Chunk Yardage, right? Yeah. So, and,
0: and, and they did that with Tunyon where they kind of like worked him open. Like Tunyon yeah. didn't get like what it was, a 10-11 touchdowns led like the league in tight end touchdowns. He didn't get that because he's just so freaking fantastic, which I like Onion. You know, I think he's a good player. Yeah. Great player. But like they worked him open. Like they, right. they they knew what they were doing. It wasn't like he was just out there running amok, you know, just figuring right. it out. Like he was wide open that, that year. Uh then he had that injury or whatever. But um, yeah, I, I think a tight end would be huge for this offense. I I I'm getting excited, but I won't get fully excited until uh until after the draft because like that's the thing with me like before the draft i i I usually get quiet but now i do like the podcast thing i gotta keep talking but i don't know what to talk about because i really don't care like about the draft i don't care like uh, i i care but i don't care not to want to like talk about it all the time first of all i don't like talking about stuff i don't know what i'm talking about and i have no idea so i i read what andy herman talks about you know the smart people but um yeah, like I don't know. Like, we'll see. We're going to find out real quick.
1: <laughs> well, and the funny part about the guys that talk about the draft, your Mel Kipers and those guys that are all out there, Jesse Palmer, um, they don't know either. <laughs> like, yeah, they yeah, definitely They yeah, have 57 mock admit- drafts <laughs> and then they're all wrong. <laughs> you know?
0: No, they know more than me, but yeah, but nobody knows for sure. Because, like, if people have those mock drafts, it's like the trade in the second pick and then mock, whoop, it's gone. It's, right. it's five G's. No, but like, there's yeah. going to be a. I I think this next little bit, this draft's going to be interesting because I think that's when a trade goes down right around draft time. I think it's going go to go into the last minute. It's going to be like a, it's going to be a thing. I'll probably be live for that. I'm going to jump yeah, on. Yeah, I, I G-Z thought about TV. doing a live. Yeah, for I'll, the probably, draft. I'll, I'll, I'll probably do a live for the pick. I'm going to be on Cheesehead TV. They they have a draft um, like roundtable type of thing. They Perfect. Have a on. I'm going to jump on that, but I won't be on it the whole night. But uh, for the Packers pick, I might just jump on just to see, like, or maybe like the whole night. Who knows? I don't even know what I'm gonna do yet. Maybe we'll we'll go live together. Maybe.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, I I'm done. I'm I'm definitely gonna be watching the draft, and uh, like I said, I I like uh, I actually like the first two days of the draft because you get your first three rounds, and that really sees uh, it really shows uh, as a fan. It shows where your team's going, right? Like, yeah, it shows what, what you what want to do. do. Where where, yeah. where are we trying to go here, you know? And, uh, the, again, the Packers have been draft heavy as far as defense over these last bunch of years. And I think we've got a good core coming together and starting to play around. And, you know, we're going to need that defense to help us out this year. I really hope Joe Barry yeah. learned Joe what happened last be year.
0: On point. Yeah. Joe Barry gets a lot of criticism, and it's due. Yeah, And, uh, like, you know, he, he, he's he been good. Like, the defense has been good. Because, like, as the defense goes, like, he's judged. Like, if, if they're good. Yes. Because, like, people could be like, oh, this defense isn't doing it. You know, the scheme doesn't have. Rashawn Gary gets a couple sacks. Preston Smith gets one. They get a, you know, Jair gets a pick six. Oh, Joe Barry's a genius. Even though the player <laughs> just balled out that day. You know what I mean? Ball might have got tipped, whatever. But, That's why, yeah. defensive coordinator. But, like, their job is to put them in the right p- situations to make those plays yeah and, and and, and sometimes it, but at, at that same point when people are judging Joe Barry and talking trash or any defensive coordinator like when there's a player who like has a ball like you know it should be a pick but they drop it and you can't be like oh the coordinator you know he sucked that day I like, know he put that dude in the right position but he right. dropped it I, and I'm pro player more than I am pro coach I'm just saying it's like it goes both ways and I'm not defending Joe Barry because uh uh I, he we need to get his best this year and like uh you know that's why yeah to say about I, that. I just got
1: one thing to say joe <laughs> joe if you're watching the show right now joe berry stop going into zone on third down my man stop it stop yeah. it it, doesn't, it didn't work any of those weeks please just man up get up there you know Do make understand. these guys beat you <laughs> That's what I do it mad and every day every
0: play, man. I get beat sometimes. I ain't gonna lie to you. But, you know, uh,
1: you're gonna oh, lose some of them, but you win a lot of them, right? You know, like we're, I, you know like I like
0: that that aggressive Al Harris. Yeah, type of play, you know. Al yeah, Harris, and again, you got you right. penalty in the Pro Bowl for pressing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Al Harris, Al Harris, oh, bro. I miss Al Harris, man. He was, you know, him and Woodson were, oh, they were just my favorite guys back I, there, I man. Wish they were they just have had more years of that. Al I Harris know that that would have that like, was so fun. Even,
0: even, even Ocho Senko back in the day talking talk about Al Harris. Like I remember him in an interview. Like Al Harris is the real deal. Like, Al Harris because Al Harris didn't get the respect that he should know at, 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 at that time he never i mean he got a little bit of respect but he didn't get the respect he just do but anyways i want to talk about you ron for a little bit before we cut out of this thing yeah sure all right so uh you're, you're a firefighter yep all right so what's that like because guy i, I work at a cheese factory right if the fire if fire starts i run out the building i actually uh, my cheese <laughs> factory started on fire in 1996 before i worked there i was still in high school but uh it like burned down or whatever and then. Um, now it's a cheese factory again but what's that like like uh doing that job like i, I to me it it's like it's it's craziness so give us a little insight
1: uh, i mean so i i love do i love my job like if you talk to any firefighter out there that does it they all say it's the greatest job in the world uh because you, you get to help people every day um i love it you know you still, you go to work and you never know what you're gonna get You know, some days you'll get a rip roaring fire. Some days you'll be dealing with a lot of medical stuff. Some days you'll just be dealing with a snowstorm and a lot of car wrecks. Like you have no idea, uh, what you're going to get. Um, and I think that's part of what makes it, uh, interesting, right? Like it's not when you're going to go in and you say, I have to fill out this many TPS reports and sit behind a desk all day. You know, like you're out there either training or you're all, um, you know, you're putting in work. So, um,
0: yeah,
1: and again, like I, I love it. It's, it's a great job. Um, it's, it's demanding, it's demanding physically, it's demanding yeah. mentally. Like you have to always try to be on your best and stay sharp. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything else. You know, I, I love my job and it gives me the opportunity to, uh, coach my kids hockey team and baseball team and be there at a lot of stuff that people that work regular nine to five jobs can't do all the time. And, um that's kind of what one of the things that made it attractive to me was like hey you know you get some of these days off over here you can go shopping when it's not busy or you can get all your stuff that you need to get done during the day and uh you know then you're good right so yeah i i love it uh we have a hockey team we just had a tournament um with a bunch of local fire departments around that was a lot of fun it's good to see people that uh you know we hockey for us is a way to stay in shape and a way to kind of Hang out with the boys and stuff. And we have girls that play too. We have we have uh, one of our goalies, she's got a national title for University of Minnesota. Like she's all she's she's out there quite a yeah. bit. Shout out to Shy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, like I, I think I I'm not very I'm not close to being a firefighter, but like my one heroic moment one time, um I, w- I was like twenty-three or so. There was a kid stuck in a tree, but like it was, a, it, was it was a big kid, it was like a twelve year old big kid, and they got stuck in a tree and they were scared to get out, and, like, I was like, all right, I'll go up there, and they're like, hey, man, go up there, go up there, and, and get her out, and I was like, I don't know how to, like, get someone out of a tree, like, so I went up there, and just like talked to her, like, get her to climb out, but she was scared, so I actually had to pick her up, and, like, I had to climb down with her, and I, I, I was like, I don't, I couldn't do it now, physically, <laughs> but, like, I carried this person all the way down the tree, and, like, they didn't break any bones, I was like, Psh. That's a save, man. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. That's the only one. I remember one time we had a fire in our apartment. Me, me and my wife. We uh, th- th- this before we had kids, and we were like the oldest, you know, or like the youngest people who lived in this apartment building. Like the o- the owner or the manager was like ninety years old. He had a tank. I used to help him. I shovel the sidewalk, do the garbage, whatever. Help him out with like maintenance type of stuff, not fixing stuff because I don't know to fix stuff. But you know, just being like his guy. Yeah. And then someone had a fire in an apartment and they come get me. They're like, Hey, there's a fire. And I was like, all right, call the fire department. Like, What do you want me to do about it? You know what I mean? <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, we did. But like, you, you know, come with us. So I go up there and they take me to the door and like, I'm in charge now. And I tap the doorknob, you know, they teach you that in like fourth grade tap the doorknob. It and it, it, it wasn't hot, but it wasn't cold. And I was like, something's going on on the other side of that door. And I was like, and they're like, open it, open it. So then I open the door and like, it is a bunch of black smoke comes out and I shut the door and they're like, someone's in there, and I was like, "Pray for him, bro." Like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm not climbing in there. He 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 ended up being okay. The fire department came. It was just uh, something was left on a stove. I think he had uh, a few too many beers or something else. But that happened. That like, that's when I knew. I mean, I I, I didn't, never thought I was gonna be a firefighter before that, but after that, I definitely wasn't because I saw the black smoke and I was like, "No, <laughs> I don't. I don't run into stuff like that." Like. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean you you know we have our gear and stuff, right? So that's oh, yeah. Part of the I didn't deal. have no gear, otherwise that probably wouldn't Yeah, right? I mean I'm not going in there with nothing on either, man. I'm not trying to get burned up, man. Like
0: <laughs> uh, that wasn't even actually a fire, just like more of smoke, you know, you know. That's what
1: a lot of them are too. But I mean I yeah. could take you out just as quick too, you oh, know. Get yeah, all yeah, 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 the oxygen there and you're just just in the same spot, right? So yeah, it uh it, it's interesting, you know, a lot of this stuff uh everybody's got their like boogeyman's and stuff. They talk about, right? Like some people don't like small spaces. Some people don't like the Heights. Some people don't like, uh, whatever. A lot of that stuff you go through in the academies that have been on, like, um, and you train a lot of that out of there, right? You get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Like that's a big part of it. You learn how to, you learn how to deal with all that stuff. And that's a big part of doing the job is you learn what you're, you go farther than you think you would have been able to go before you started the Academy. And then after that, you're like, Oh, well, I've done this before. And it becomes, I won't say normal, but it becomes a little bit easier to handle for a lot of people. And and everybody's got their stuff. Everybody's got their stuff, right? It's not so many things.
0: (laughs) 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 I'm afraid of everything, (laughs) but, uh, I, I you know, I, I think it's a cool job. I mean, I, I used to watch, uh, rescue me have you ever watched rescue me the tv show
1: yeah everybody always brings that one up it
0: was entertaining for a while <laughs> no, it, it, it's uh you know, it's a wild show i think the show is so good because he's so crazy uh what's his face i, I haven't watched that one yet. but let me ask you this because i want to ask you this before we get out of here um i was thinking about this earlier what are your top five tv shows like not sitcoms right like the Sopranos, Breaking Bad type of shows, you know, like the dramas, like, you know, whatever, whatever. Do you have like a? Can you spiral off a, a top five?
1: Oh, you mean just like a general, or like, a, like related to like firefighting? Because some of those no, are no, really no, bad. Dude, just in general, did just your type of TV shows? Uh, so again, like Rescue Me was one of them. Uh, except for those middle seasons, got kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, you got. Um, I mean, it, 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 they were playing a lot of the drama up and stuff on there. Yeah. So. But I, I loved the, in general, like the the first like three seasons, you know, ish were pretty good, and then that last season was awesome. Like that was those last few episodes where they really ramped it up and everything. I thought that was great. Um, I'm trying to think of what other TV shows that I really kind of watched. I mean, um, I'm usually watching sports, you know, so that's kind of yeah. like, <laughs> there's always <laughs> there's always something on, you know, even if you got to watch two a.m. cricket, but I don't watch that. I'm just kidding, but. Um, <laughs> So, there was that one. Uh, uh, Game of Thrones was one of my yeah. big ones back in the day. That was a good one. Um, i trying to think what else. Uh, if you're talking about, like, miniseries, like Chernobyl, that was one they did on... I can't remember if it was Showtime or HBO, but that, like, that six-part miniseries was really awesome. Um, Band okay. of Brothers. Okay. Band of Brothers was uh, fantastic. I thought they did a really good job with that one. Um, let's see one more. Um... Oh, the Americans! The Americans—that might be number two. I love Dude, that. You show. got
0: a you got a wild list. I like that. I like that because like most of the stuff I never even heard of. The
1: so. Americans <laughs> is a great. If you haven't seen it, it's a long series, but it's no, great. It, it's, I,
0: I, I probably will check that out because I am, I am thirsty for like new shows to watch. No, but like I have like I, I was thinking because I watch I, I'm watching Lost right now. You ever watch Lost?
1: Yeah, I've seen it. Yep.
0: I've watched Lost six times, like fully through, right? Because I every time I, I did, my wife counted because she hates the show, and my kids are like, "Oh my god, he's watching <laughs> Lost again!" But I'm watching Lost again. Like I didn't even like b- before we were recording. I was downstairs watching Lost, but now I'm fast forwarding through like the backflashes because I already know their are so I don't need to hear. Oh that. yeah, you know, you know. I, I I I this is not my first rodeo. No, but like m- my favorite show of all time, like. It's tough between uh the, the the top 3 I say is Sopranos um Breaking Bad and Lost. And I know Lost is different cuz Lost is so different like it's so yeah. like it's so it's not the same as like Breaking Bad and it's not like a realistic story. It's just like, you know, but it's just so like there's so much going on in Lost. And I feel like yeah. it's just like so extra. That, like, it almost... I don't know. it might, And it's the only show I can watch over and over and over again. Like, I'm not watching Breaking Bad. I could. I could watch Breaking Bad again. And Sopranos... Sopranos is, like, probably, like... I don't know. Probably my number one Sopranos. And then, like, number two Probably had to go Breaking Bad. Three Lost, even though I watched Lost probably more times than any of them. But I did. I feel like, I don't know if I can give them the number one spot. You know what I mean? And that, right. that might change. And then, like, Sons of Anarchy. that's and, good. That was uh, a good show, too. That was yeah, a good show. On very good show. And then uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is ridiculous. And I don't even know yeah. how you put Game of Thrones. Because I feel like all these are top fives. Actually, right. I probably put Game of Thrones above San- Sons of Anarchy, and I love San- Sons of Anarchy was so good. Yeah, that's a great so, show. Because like th- those shows are uh, that are just so suspenseful. Like when you get done watching, you got to work in the morning, and you're like binging it, and then it's like the cliffhanger. Like, oh, bro, I guess we're going to be tired tomorrow. You know, what <laughs> <I mean>? <laughs> <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's that's that 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 that's going to happen. But that is my top five. Um, I don't know. I, that could change at any moment. But um, there's good shows. But anyways. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this comment was from probably earlier, but uh, Ella Harris was underrated, and that's from a Vikings fan, Billy Frank in the building. What's up, Billy? He probably he's probably not watching it anymore, but uh, oh yeah, Yellow Jackets, dude. We're talking about TV shows, out, dude. I started watching Yellow Jackets, my, well, my wife did, and that's what actually got me into loss again because it's okay. the same kind of situation plane crash, but also I think they might have been eating each other. And like, oh, doing, well. and, and, and they're like <laughs> dressed up and like weird because you know they kind of sh- flash forward, you don't really see what's going on. But there's like, and, and, and they're, they're kids, it was like a sports team. It was, like, I think a soccer team. The girls, like, it was, like, a championship team. And they're they're playing crashes. They're all types. I saw one where, like, I saw one episode, right? And this girl was in a plane. You know, it just crashed. And they're, like, trying to, everyone's trying to get out. And they're, like, no, we got to stop. Save Lindsay or whatever her name was. And then they're, like they're like trying to help her and then the fire's getting hotter and hotter like sorry we can't help you oh my goodness and then they run away right and then like later in the episode she just walks by and she's like yeah i made it i guess and then she was kind of like screw you guys (laughs) left me there to die and i mean it's a fake show so i can laugh about it but i was like you can't just let that go, like right. That, no, back. <laughs> you left her to die, and she's like, "I made it," like all like snarky, like a teenage <laughs> kid would say. But I'm like, "No, this is not school stuff." Like they left you to burn alive. I mean, yeah. I too. So at some point, what are you gonna do? You know what I mean? The buckle get stuck. What are you gonna do? I'm not dying, will you? <laughs> anyway, buckle, man. <laughs> it is a uh, it's a wild show. Yellow Jackets. Uh, I'm I'm i will I'll probably watch more. I think I watched like the first couple episodes with my wife, but um, I could do a whole podcast just talking about TV. I love like like so much TV shows. It's a good time. Anyways, we got Ron talk sports. You can follow him on Facebook. Ron talk sports. Are you also on YouTube and all the places?
1: Uh, so Twitter and uh, I do have a YouTube channel, but I I only post sometimes on there. So I'm mostly yeah. Facebook and then Twitter. Now I'm gonna start ramping those all two right. up. yeah, so. yeah. yeah.
0: You're on the old Twitter, Ron Talk Sports. Uh, my guy, thanks for taking time. I didn't give you no warning I'm like, hey, you want to talk to some football tonight? Get on here and do some stuff. I think this football season, we should do a lot more stuff. You obviously know what you're talking about. You're fun to talk to. And uh, I don't know what, what I'm talking to. What I'm talking about. <laughs> on, buzz up. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> up. Buy the hat at Matt Ramage store. You know I mean? Buy the hat. Matt Ramage, the <laughs> Matt Ramage.com, You can get yourself a buzz up hat and if you think you're buzzed up and then you're like am i buzzed up and you look in the mirror you're not wearing his hat you are not you know what i mean true story <laughs> but, uh, i appreciate y'all uh joining us tonight all right what's up phil in the comments section been here the whole day i appreciate you and everyone listening and if you're not listening be sure to subscribe to the matt Ramage show on the podcast uh very soon i'm gonna have rudy ford Rudy Ford, safety for the Green Packers, is going to be joining the podcast. Uh, actually, while we were doing this show, he actually DM'd me on Instagram because we've been trying to hash it the times, but he's a busy guy. Perfect. Uh, I'm not as much, but uh, Rudy Ford will be on the podcast, and then I think Alex Green eventually. I'll, I'll probably get him on there, and I'm going to try to get some other players, maybe some foreign players, but uh, and, and 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 just cool Packer fans. We're going to do some stuff this year, this offseason. You know what I mean? But big shout out to Ron. Ron Talk Sports. Follow him on Facebook, all the places. Go Pack, go people. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube and on the podcast. And that's all I have to (laughs) do.